0: a podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you.
1: Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. Happy Thursday. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Dr. Mike Gustafson. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock here on Double T 97.3. And we are thrilled to be with you as we are uh, every Thursday before home Saturday football games from Twin Peaks uh, here on Marsha Sharp Freeway uh, where you too can embrace the lodge mentality. And coming up, we talk about this every time we're here, right? There's there's no better place in town to catch a ball game, football, basketball, whatever. Um, we've got a monster of an ALCS set up, yep. Rangers-Astros. Yep. Um, game one is on Sunday. Game two was on Monday afternoon. Twin Peaks is like the perfect spot for that, right? I think Cowboys are playing Monday night as well. Uh, Monday, just make a day of it. Right, call off of work, <laughs> pretend to be sick, you know, whatever, show up here around 3 o'clock, catch ALCS game two, uh, America's team versus the Rangers, and then finish it off with some Dallas Cowboys right here at Twin Peaks. Did you know that uh, National Dessert Day is on the 14th? No, I did not. Which is Saturday. I like the sound of that. How about that? So uh, I celebrate every day. All the time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, uh, if you're here at Twin Peaks on Saturday, you can celebrate National Dessert Day. Uh, by ending your meal with uh, an ultimate dessert like their crispy apple turnover, or how about this cinnamon toast crunch cheesecake? Oh
2: there you
1: my! Go. Gus, wow. how, how you going?
2: I'm good, man. This uh, this baseball, I'm a fan of it most of the time anyway. But well, this, I've, I've picked up on that. This is this, yeah. This here is special, and. Uh, I mean, I'm getting my wish with this ALCS. I want, uh, you know, I've, I've called for, I've demanded, and here it is. People, people heard me and responded. And we're getting uh, the, as, as big a stakes as we can get for this uh, seven-game ALCS between Rangers and Astros, and uh, this should be a lot of fun. And of course, I mean, just across baseball, the, this it feels like it's a pretty good product right now. Um, and I, I've got in here, and it, it, this isn't for now, it's a kind of topic that's sort of evergreen, but how viewership was up this year and interest was up, I think they nailed it with the picking up the pace thing and the base stealing and some of those things. Um, but just this playoff product here. Uh, I mean, think about what we had last night with the Phillies just assaulting the Braves. You know, the, the, what came out of that is Arcea when when – the the brave shortstop when Harper got doubled off on the unbelievable play by Michael Harris what 3 nights ago and somewhere in there he said something like hey whatever it was that a boy Harper or whatever however he said it it gets back around to the Phillies locker room Harper hits two home runs one of which you and I were in the studio right. to see and he just stood on it boom and just stood there and watched it go cuz it was a it was a nuke second deck and then he glares, going around second. Both of the home runs he hit, he's staring down Arcia, like, "Yeah, you want some more of this?" Like, like you know. And I'm thinking, this isn't even this isn't even our series. I mean, you and I don't have we're yeah, not wearing our Braves it, gear sure. around or whatever. But all of a sudden, you're like, "Ooh, this has some," you know. And these two teams don't like each other in a way that it feels like. And maybe they don't like each other a little more than the Rangers and Astros. But the Rangers and Astros, a lot of familiarity. They've butted heads a couple times back in 2021, and again this year with Simeon popping off the Maldonado, and just some benches clearing and some of that. Like we are getting, yeah, you know, we've got some compelling stuff across the board, just just in terms of some genuine, genuine sort of sports hate, and uh, I think it sets up for a great, hopefully, hopefully a great remainder of October all the way through the World Series. And we talked about
1: this uh, yesterday. And, um, you know, it, it, it kind of came true last night. I mean, so Rays out. Yeah. Orioles out. Two best records in the AL. Los Angeles out, right? Swept out last night by yeah. the Diamondbacks. Um, you know, you, you have a bunch of teams that, uh, I mean, heck, the the Rangers and Astros didn't clinch until – yeah. the
2: day before the regular season ended right Their their postseason births yeah. and the and the division race came down to, to game the last day too great um uh, yeah the the and in, and in, in the the talk about this will be about all those off days that those teams that won got rewarded with a bunch of off days and it and it didn't serve them well And and a couple of teams had that happen last year and who knows where that'll go maybe they'll shave a a day off or a travel day off or something, who knows, um, as they go along. But, it—it, it, uh, you know, th- this this product right now sure feels good and and uh, compelling and interesting. And, you know, you always worry about any time any sort of – any sport expands the playoff field. Sure. NHL, NBA, you know, now Major College League Baseball. Basketball. yeah. And, and, you know, well, and, and the standard complaint becomes, well, it devalues the regular season. And it does to a certain extent because there are no more 1993 Giants that win 100 games and get left out because they finished a game back in their standings. Um, but, you know, the, and it's the same conversation, whether we're talking about a 12-team college football playoff, 96 teams in hoops, whatever. It keeps more fans engaged with their teams longer. And that's a big deal. That that, that rings the cash register and uh, creates eyeballs and interest, and you know it's it's uh, it's a good thing. And and so I don't I don't think this playoff system is going to change very much. And like I said, am I, we've got we've got Phillies Braves game four tonight tomorrow off they could play if it if the Braves win tonight they'd be back in Atlanta on Saturday and then and then the Rangers and Astros start up on Sunday so it's it's all laid out there for us and if the Phillies
1: finish this off then three of the four teams that had you know that had a
2: buy into the divisional rounds are gone you know I was flipping through this notebook actually just putting in some new stuff here and looking at some pages and it popped open to my notes on May 1st all right how random is that One side of me thought, you know, you could take some of these pages out, but the other side thought, no, why would I do that? Uh, Boston Bruins, most points ever in a regular season, the best regular season ever, first-round loss back in May. Remember that? And I was thinking, yeah, that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, these things are going to happen when these playoff fields expand. And – I don't know. It just. It, it, I think it creates for some interesting storylines, as it seems sort of unfair to the best team that didn't hit the ground running in the playoffs. Maybe, but that's you know that's that's life. And and you know you you and I just talk about it, man. That's sports. You know, that's why we tune in. So and so's a 20-point underdog, and here they are, you know, tied going into overtime or whatever. That's what's fun about it. More tech talk next.
0: Podcast that finishes your workday in a very red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 973, presented by Cantec's Roofing and Construction. Hi
1: there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T973 and Double T973.com with Gus. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today from Twin Peaks on Marsha Sharp Freeway, where you too can embrace the lodge mentality. No better place in town to catch all kinds of sports this weekend. Beginning tonight, NFL, Major League Baseball playoffs, big Big 12 football game tonight uh, than right here at Twin Peaks. That continues all the way through the weekend. There's a big fight on Saturday, KSI versus Fury. Uh, You have the uh, ALCS and NLCS starting uh, this weekend. Plan to stop by. Get some fried pickles. Order uh, a delicious item off of their scratch menu, maybe a billionaire bacon burger, which is my personal favorite, um, and then uh, catch a game or two or three. Uh, Gus, would you rather? <laughs> would you rather give up all named sandwiches? Oh wow! Okay. Right, like Does that mean, like
2: commercial sandwiches. I no, mean, like, like hoagies, Italian, and, yeah, or uh,
1: um, you know, a a Reuben sure. or a, whatever. Yep. Or give up sandwiches that are just described by what's in them, like a peanut butter and jelly, a BLT, ham and cheese. Oh, I probably cheese.
2: I'd probably have an easier time giving up the first, the named. Yeah, I have a hard time giving up peanut butter and jelly. Oh well, no. uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I mean. Yeah, the Ham and cheese, yeah. BLT, yep, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep,
1: yep. I had that deep thought in the shower I wanted to ask Yeah, that's that's yep.
2: good uh, good thinking.
1: Uh this is the chat line from Paolo. West Virginia has a lot of times been over favored since entering the Big Twelve. Remember their first year in the conference and Geno Smith was a Heisman favorite until their first game against Texas Tech.
2: You know, maybe the lesson there has is is has less to do with West Virginia. And more to do with teams entering Power 5 conferences. Teams being elevated to Power 5 conferences and it not going well.
1: I mean, they were coming, I think it was, I think the hype about West Virginia in 2012 was very defensible. Keep in mind, and, and folks might not remember all these details, they were coming off of a 10-3 and year. They they just demolished Clemson. This was before Clemson really became Clemson, right, though. Right, Seventy to thirty three in the Orange Bowl. That was Dana. And Dana was early in his time there. That was his first year. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, and then they rattled off five straight to start the twenty twelve season, including a win over Baylor. Granted, not a lot of defense there. Seventy to sixty three, and then a, a win in Austin over a top fifteen Texas team. Um, And so, yeah, yeah, I think that it was fairly deserved. And they beat Maryland in the non-conference. Again, not that Maryland is some superpower, but it was a Power 5 victory. Sure. Um, I think that they had won 10 straight games dating back to the year before at that point. And so, you know, obviously the wheels came off after that, right? They lost five straight uh, beginning with the uh, game in Lubbock. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. West Virginia is probably... I think this is. I think this is true. I'm doing my best to remember this on the fly. I think of the of the somewhat recent, so last 15 years, uh, power five conference editions, So a And Nebraska, Colorado, West Virginia, Utah. You know, all the way through. Mm-hmm. I think that West Virginia was the most hyped, like the most. Um, you know, respected, I guess, and expect yeah. to kind of contend right away. And I'm curious, like, I don't, I don't think Utah will be viewed like that going into next year. Certainly, neither Arizona program or Colorado. Well, maybe Colorado. Um, but my question was, do you think that Oklahoma or Texas, depending on how the the next, I don't know, six weeks go? Plus potential playoff games. Do you think they might kind of match that going into the SEC, or do you think even still there will be this assumption that they're going to get their behinds, yeah, handed to them?
2: Yeah, I don't know. That, that's um, it's hard to it's hard to say that. I mean, it's hard to look at that situation, and and I think and and this may be um me. Putting a lot more on that win in Tuscaloosa, but I think that drives this narrative a little bit. Like, hey, they may be a little closer to SEC level, you know. And I, and I don't just mean that they can jump into the league and beat Vanderbilt. Not that, yes, but that they'll be able to maybe go toe to toe with the what? What would we what would we view as acceptable? The the. A and M's, LSU's, Auburn's. I mean, clearly, yeah, you know, the 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 difference. I think this year, and, and of course, I'm saying this on the heels of them getting beat by OU, but um, that you know, the, it feels like Texas on both sides of the line of scrimmage is pretty good. Now, OU just beat them, so I don't know what that means. Maybe they, maybe both of them are going to be fine. Um, I'll be really curious to see like the, just the predicted over and under, you know, from Vegas as we get on into the springtime next year and into the summer for both of those teams. Would you guess it would be a eight and a half, nine, nine and a half the first year in the SEC for them? Have they released the schedules yet? Um, uh, no, I don't think so. Do we know? Maybe we know opponent. know. Uh, maybe not. I can pull this up real quick. Um,
1: yeah, we, we know opponents. they are playing Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, and Mississippi at home. Arkansas, um, A&M, and Vanderbilt on the road. That's that's Texas. Um, I mean. Yeah. I think that's a nine. I think that's an eight and a half or a nine, nine and a half. I would say so. I mean, okay. they, have, they have Michigan
2: in Ann Arbor right. in the non-conference. And that was the game they had to flip. Right. That was one of the key, one of the key pieces like, which Fox was happy to do. Let's but. just
1: count them. They should absolutely beat Colorado State, UTSA and ULM. Uh, they Look should be right there. They should beat uh, Arkansas, they should beat Mississippi State. They should beat Vanderbilt. That's six right there. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, a and in College Station, uh, Kentucky in Austin, Georgia, Florida. I don't, I'm not saying that those are all, like, 50-50 toss-up games, but those are also games where you wouldn't be shocked if Texas lost one or two. So, yeah, I think eight seems fair. Here's a question along
2: those same lines, and this goes out to everybody, course, too. Probably, they could very well have a new quarterback next year. We'll see. But, you know,
1: you know you're, you're seeing UCF struggle. You're seeing Cincinnati struggle. Uh, you're, you're seeing Houston clearly struggle. And we just started this thing, right? We just started Mm -hmm. conference play not that long ago, a few weeks ago.
0: The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: Hey, it's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. With Gus, I'm Aaron. Joining you today until 6 here from Twin Peaks on Marsha Sharp Freeway. Eats, drinks, scenic views. And there's no better place to be in Lubbock tonight uh, than right here at Twin Peaks. You've got Chiefs football. Patrick Mahomes taking on the Broncos. Heated rivalry, although rather lopsided recently. Uh, That's on Prime Video. You have... Uh, NLDS, a potentially decisive game in the MLB playoffs between the Phillies and the Braves. Uh, And then you've got a really interesting uh, Big 12 football game. You've got West Virginia at Houston, the Dana Holgerson Bowl. (laughs) And you can watch all of those things. Plus, if you wanted to, um, if you were desperate enough, you could watch, you know, the the St. Louis Blues. They're lacing on the steel. uh... Giving you a hard time. Lacing on the steel tonight, boys. Uh, All here at Twin Peaks. Get you some fried pickles. They will not disappoint you. Get you a billionaire bacon burger. Also, very good. Candied bacon. Can't go wrong. Right here at Twin Peaks. Marsha Sharp Freeway. Okay, so the the point that I was trying to make, or the question, is this We've seen UCF struggle. They're 0 3, right? Um, They're having a hard time, it seems like, dealing with the, the week to week grind that is the Big 12. Houston has lost by double digits. Um, and really, gotten worked in both of its Big 12 games so far. Cincinnati, same thing. Uh, BYU has been okay, although you know their their only Big 12 win is against Cincinnati. There's a lot of folks out there who are who are convinced, and we I mean, there's one on the chat line right now, um, who are convinced that Texas and Oklahoma are in for a rude awakening next year. Okay. And it seems like the underpinning of that of that thesis is that the SEC is just th- that much tougher top to bottom than the Big 12. So my question is this. If you're a tech fan, if if you're a Big 12 fan, are you hoping that Oklahoma and Texas go into the SEC and just get drilled? <laughs> right? Or are you kind of hoping that they keep their head above
2: water so that, you know, maybe the Big 12 wasn't so bad after all? Right. So go in there and maybe inflict just enough damage to give us credibility, but don't go in there and run the table. That—that's that. that maybe what I was alluding to when I was asking about the over/under for them, like what's a, you know, what's a what's a realistic. Number and I realize Vegas sets those type things. I mean, they're they're, they've got pretty good data. Number one, but they also set those things to be compelling, right? You know, there there may be a uh, a built-in level of hopium factored in for uh, more boisterous fan bases, right? Like I I, I've had a sidebar here. I had a legitimate. Smart person who had nothing to do with, nothing to do with, or very little to do with sports, tell me one time that his theory—and this was 15, 20 years ago—his theory is that there is some gambling inefficiencies out there around the Brigham Young University football program. In other words, because that fan base may not participate as much in gambling, they don't drive the the numbers in the way. The, the hopium-filled, you know, football fever. Sure. Big fan bases just, oh, Texas, nine and a half. I'm taking the over, baby. We're running the – you know, that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, that, that's where I was going with that. I I am don't want them to go in the – I mean, look, there would be joy to be had if they go both go in there and go four and eight. Oh, I
1: would thoroughly enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, 100%.
2: But it, it, it wouldn't be it, – it's like you're saying, it wouldn't be a good look. You know, for our our conference, and uh, um, I I would bet you I, I would bet you those teams are probably more along the eight and nine win threshold there when they play each other. That'll be a that'll you know we'll we'll get that crap shoved down our throat this time next year because it'll be SEC. You know, Sankey was there working the crowd last week. Sure, you know he was doing his deal. But uh, Rachel yeah. says this. Uh, I have mixed feelings, but
1: mostly. Hope that they get destroyed, especially Texas. Yeah, yeah understood. Because uh, I mean, like oh. Oklahoma had a losing season last year, right? They were right. what six and seven. Texas has had a very forgettable, nondescript decade. Um, you know, both teams are very good, it seems, right now this year. Um, and so, certainly, it sounds like they'll be. It seems like they'll be entering the SEC on somewhat of a high note. Although, it's still time for my uh, eight and four scenario to play out. Although. Hopes are dimming <laughs> yeah. for Texas. Yeah. Uh, this is in the chat line. Um, somebody says, as far as UT, I hope that they compete with Vanderbilt for <laughs> the conference cellar dweller. Uh, this person says, Oklahoma and Texas are not stoops and brown teams anymore. They should be judged on who they are now, and they are not nearly as good as they were. I'm not concerned about how it will make the Big 12 look. Understood. Yeah, I think I'm still team, you know, team failure. 12.
2: Yeah. Um, forever and always, but I think you're just yeah, I think you're just talking like is there a, is there a way to maybe uh, take some solace. Yeah, in, like a silver it, lining if they if they do go re, you know, if there are a couple of 9 and 3 teams, is there anything we can take from it like well, maybe we're not far off in this league. Hi, I I have this. This is very
1: funny. Um I might have to wait and hold it for the next segment, though. Don't have uh, enough time to get into this. Um, Seven straight ALCS for the Astros. Is it it interesting that of has this reputation for being so analytic forward? and numbers over people, and that was maybe more of a thing under Luno. Right, to getting,
2: when they were getting but, started. Yeah. you know,
1: they've replaced all kinds of players, they, mm-hmm. different skippers, yeah. different GMs. Um, you know, th- this seems as much about a culture thing as it is about some kind of secret formula.
2: Yeah, I can't argue with that. I would assume there's a pretty good leadership core in that group, in that room. You know, probably starts with Verlander. Bregman's probably on the list. And I, and I realize we're talking about some some players that the you know the, the, the Rangers fan base is probably I hate that guy. Okay, that's I understand. But uh yeah, when they let when they spun off Springer and Correa and kept right on rolling, that that's a that's a real sign right yeah. there. It really is. And Jordan Alvarez one of the most feared hitters in the game. I mean, yeah, heck yeah. More tech
0: talk next. Podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T973, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's
1: Tech Talk on Double T973 and Double T973.com with Gus. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today. As we do every Thursday before home Saturday football games from Twin Peaks. Here on Marsha Sharp Freeway. No better place in town to catch a game or two or three than right here at Twin Peaks. You can stop by, embrace the lodge mentality. Uh, and tonight you can watch the Chiefs and Broncos. You can watch Phillies Braves. You can watch NHL. You can watch Houston hosting West Virginia in Big 12 football and so much more. It's a great time. We always love coming here. Um, and I love to have you here at Twin Peaks. Uh, we get this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Um, someone says, Taylor Swift is at the Chiefs game tonight, confirmed. Oh, Maybe Texas wow. Tech
2: on Saturday. Oh, oh, oh wow. I, can't, I mean, there are no words. You you think that uh, the social media frenzy would be unlike any other. You think that she's been to many
1: college football games? No.
2: I don't. Which might make it a little intriguing. I would think that a key part of this is—is—is is, is she hitting it off okay with uh, Brittany Mahomes? I mean, if if Pat were to say, "Hey, we're flying to Lubbock, you to go? You know, and, and has it, that
1: been confirmed? No, no, no. Absolutely. Uh, it's mean, just about Pat.
2: Oh, uh, no, probably not. I mean, I, I know There's that a, a lot of
1: folks are kind of putting one and one together yeah. because the Chiefs play tonight. And
2: the- yeah, we may not even have the one, right? Much less the and one. But uh, um, yeah, I, I, but wouldn't you think like, hey man, uh, Taylor's not a big fan, you know? Or 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 if Pat would be the one on the other side going, hm, I can't do that. How about you and me go? You know, or how, however that works. But Brittany's come around tech enough with him for different things, a basketball sure. game and some of that stuff, that her coming's not out of the question. You know, so get, get a babysitter. And and, why I mean, w- and and for them, it's about, a what, a nine-hour day, probably get in the plane at three and be home by midnight.
1: Well, I guess what I don't understand about this hypothesis, I get why Pat would want to come, all right, and Brittany.
2: Uh,
1: and then – but why would Travis Kelsey want to come?
2: I think Clinton and I talked about that the other day. Maybe maybe in the hour. Because he, he went to Cincinnati. Right. Clinton talked about it. Him having – he certainly has less of a relationship with Cincinnati than Pat does with Tech. Sure. All right. Um, have we even looked at where Cincinnati is this way? Are they at home? They the might. Bear they caps. might be off this week. Yeah. I know. I was thinking about that. They are uh, hosting Iowa State. No, but I, didn't it end? Didn't it not end well for him there? Like, wasn't there, or am I getting him confused with Kelsey's high school? One of one of the places had a failed drug test. I thought. Oh, yeah. Um, and yes, was it at Cincinnati? Yes, like, for
1: yeah. marijuana. Yeah. He, he he was suspended <laughs> for a year. Yeah. For a year, <laughs> Travis Kelsey at Cincinnati was suspended <laughs> for a full season by Butch Jones. Can you, like, I think <laughs> Sorry. That, that Tech fans, <laughs> we probably kick ourselves from time to time about, I know I certainly do, like, how in the world did they only win, like, 14 games when Pat Mahomes nah. was here, right? The, the equivalent for that at Cincinnati is, how how did we miss out on a year of Travis Kelsey because of weed? <laughs> not a right? not a game suspension. Yeah, like not not steroids or like he <laughs> yeah. had a, a trunk full of Fentanyl or something. Right, right. Like he was smoking weed <laughs> and they popped him. filled one drug test. Boom, done for a year. What a moron are you, B- Butch Jones? I mean, what a yeah. what an absolute S- idiot. Setting a tone.
2: Where's Butch Jones now? Arkansas
1: uh, State about to get fired. Whoa. Yeah, <sighs> doing terrible there.
2: Golly. So, so, so you get my picture. So, so back to your original point. Doubt. That's so dumb. Doubt. Doubt he's hopping on a plane yeah. to you know, get back there. Who knows? I mean, whereas you know, on an open weekend like for them, which those are scarce, that he's not going. Hey let's uh if we're gonna hop on a plane somewhere how about uh, you know a couple days in the on a on a desert island or something somewhere that we can get away and be be together and be isolated and be left alone uh, but I you know I, I I would love it if Pat comes down here because the other thing I thought about you know just as we were playing the out the scenario like T- tough part about it, there might be that a lot of the Kansas State fan base or Kansas City Chiefs fans, and so you know, Pat being in the middle of, of course, they could all probably celebrate it, but you know, surely they understand. Yeah, they, exactly. That that he and, and I also doubt he's down there on the sidelines, like whipping a towel around no, his head. Yeah, and, like, he's not like crotch chopping anybody. No, or yeah, he, he'd be he'd be tucked away in uh you know, in, in Kirby Suite or somebody Suite in a in a place that. Uh, You know, pretty, pretty uh, tucked away. But yeah, if if, uh, it's a fun, it's it's really it's almost uh, the whole the whole line of conversations almost been comical enough that uh, you know just that that we're taking something that's not even there and and tacking on a plus one and a plus one. Like, hey, somehow Taylor Swift's coming. You know what? I'm here for it. I'm you know fired up. Let's do it. Do you think that uh,
1: you think that FS one would go all out like you think that you get Um, the money night football treatment because i would assume i would assume every first down taylor
2: yeah i would assume no because i would assume she's not up there like like you know celebrating her man you know what i mean Sure. like that's not to say she wouldn't be enjoying it and saying hey i'm i'm here for this i'll root for the home team you know kind of a thing just to just to get in on the fun but i can't i i wouldn't think that she would be as as reactionary as uh, she might be when her man is playing at you know for his team and all sure. that yeah that'd be it'd still be fun to see Golly, that would be a, just an
1: absolute madhouse well
2: i mean i would love for it to happen for a variety of reasons cuz the the very age group of kids that you're trying to attract to your university would be very very dialed in yeah what I mean, are you going to do what are you going to do next that would week be a get, commercial, get Rodrigo right? Olivia Taylor Swift
1: has been to one college football game right. in her entire life 100% I have no idea.
2: You fire up the Kent hands. From here it's possible Yeah you yeah. fire up the Kent hands when Taylor Swift needed a college football game see <laughs> she chose six of them <laughs> Then next
0: week we're getting Olivia Rodrigo to come in More Tech Talk <laughs> next It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey
1: there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and DoubleT97.3.com. With Gus, I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. We're joining you from Twin Peaks on Marsha Sharp Freeway, where you too can embrace the lodge mentality. National Dessert Day is on Saturday, and uh, you can certainly celebrate it here with the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Cheesecake. Oh, boy. Love to get your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double-t973.com. Uh, big soccer game tonight, Gus. Mm-hmm.
2: In Orlando. Yeah, it's, uh, a, a, I mean, it's a big-time opportunity for the – Red Raiders to go put their stamp on a Big 12 championship. Really, I, I'm not saying it's automatic from here, and it'll it'll be a challenge to win at UCF. And I think I heard Tom Stone maybe say on that for Nashby a couple weeks ago that this was one of the trips that I think I think Tom said that he was appreciative of Kirby and the administration because I think this was a game in which they were going to charter. Oh, good. Like to. They certainly Not, earned it. Yeah, and, and it, I don't think it had anything right. to do with the record, but I think just the the late in the season and the travel and this and that. But um, I hope I hope I'm right about that, throwing out bad information. But that the the team took a blow uh, late late in that win the other day against TCU. Macy Blackburn went down, and it, it was one of those uh, kind of crowd silencers, you know, where like just everybody gets yeah. quiet, and she was on the far she was on the northeast corner of the field and of course the the, the stands lined the west side of the field and they, you could hear her yelping and, and and I don't remember exactly 20 minutes left in the game something but it was enough and of course that's down there on the north end and so they just picked her up and helped her straight to the locker room because the locker room's right there you know and I'm sure to get medical care but they got the news today that the torn ACL for her and she missed last season as well or maybe played a couple games last year but so how much of a blow is that? We we shall soon find out. But, uh, um, boy, it's a big, big opportunity. I mean, it really does represent an opportunity because they come home on a Sunday, 1 o'clock game against uh, Oklahoma State. And then uh, we'll all sit and wait eight days for the final game in Big 12 play across the board. And it may the, not matter. Right, right. I mean, hopefully, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it probably matters for national seeding. Sure rpi and stuff but if if you take care of business tonight um and and potentially take care of business on sunday depending on what happens around the league Mm -hmm. the table may be set up in a way to where the result in the for the finale does not impact right whether or not you won a big 12 championship um and i think too looking at the charter thing Mm -hmm. assuming that 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 you heard correctly and i i believe you yeah you're not that old to where you're losing your (laughs) hearing i am but (laughs) <laughs> um, um, I mean, think about it. Because you, this this soccer team had a very tough week, mm-hmm. right? At BYU, home against TCU. The, the seniors on this team had never beaten TCU, right? And you had played them not just in the regular season, but also in the postseason, the, mm-hmm. the conference tournament. And again, you you hadn't lost every game. There had been at least one draw, yeah, I, don't I think. Thought, there, yeah. Uh-huh. But you had not beat them, right? And this was, you know, the the battle, the, the game, the match for the top spot in the Big 12 standings. Tough, 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 tough road game. Home against TCU, a team that you hadn't beaten in a long time. Um, and imagine following that kind of emotional week up with, okay, we're going to go hop on a southwest flight <laughs> to New Orleans and or, like, to Atlanta and yeah, then yeah, to Orlando, sure. you know? Love Field or whatever, yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, and and I'm sure it had to do with the the distance. Probably their longest road trip of the year, I would think. Um, maybe forgetting something on there, but uh, yeah, this uh, you know just they've played themselves into a great opportunity here. And need to, you know, we you and I said this last week on the BYU trip, like go go get a point, you know, just go get a point. Don't don't pull a goose egg here. And, uh, you know, if they can go get a win, great. I mean, what they are, just at their core, is a team that's hard to score on. Yeah. I mean, that's that's it, – it's got – a and, and, you know, in, in the preseason, just in the preseason, all Big 12 teams and things like that, our best player is a defender, really good keeper, and that keeper saved that TCU game the other day. And, you know, it's just one of those points where you go, man, because I think she's a four-year starter. I think I'm right about that. The, the, the play that she makes with six minutes left in the game when the only goal, goal that was scored had about 15 minutes left in the game. It, it's, uh, it's fun stuff. And I would assume, and again, this is the kind of thing that we would pick up from a Tom Stone interview somewhere along the way, and he may he may very well make himself available for that once they get through this Sunday and they have a basically an open seven days. Um, but I, I would love to hear him talk about hosting and some of those things because they've hosted a couple times and i've told you how much fun that is just the postseason setup over there you know you're you get on into november and it's colder but you know that place is rocking in a way that you go man i'm not you know i'm not used to seeing this around a soccer environment right a a, a college soccer environment and and uh you get in there, and, you know, the Raider power just lands differently, and it's, it lands differently like you when you go to a full baseball game or something, and it's echoing off the engineering building. You're like, man, that's kind of special. And they've got that ahead, and they've got an opportunity to go make a run. Again, we're going to find out about Macy Blackburn's importance to this thing. I know she's important, but you know what I mean. If it's a, if it's a blow that changes everything about their core or if it's something that they can – you know, work around it. I know that this team subs a lot. Tom has talked about that. Tom Stone has talked about how they use their subs and try to keep fresh legs, and they're blessed with some depth, and so maybe this will be where some of that other depth fits in in a way that it can be absorbed a little bit. We'll see.
1: Uh, Elsewhere around the league tonight, TCU uh, hosts Houston. Have to think that's a game yeah. that TCU's favorite to win.
2: And I think TCU's other game this weekend is Baylor. Both of them in Fort Worth, and both of those feel like their yeah, TCU layups. wins. Yeah. Uh, BYU is at Oklahoma
1: State, and that's an interesting game because that almost seems like a – certainly for Oklahoma State, which is now four and three, losing three straight games, yeah. they, they need a win here um, – to kind of just get back in the mix. BYU, though, they're, they're still kind of in the mix for Big 12 title. They're, yeah. they're undefeated. They're four wins, three draws. Um, they need to keep winning. This is a kind of a must-win game for them, too.
0: This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.